Blog Talk Radio. Lacosa Nostra Radio. Our house is a, um, I mean, Lacosa Nostra is a family unit located on allpoetry.com, allpoetry.com, the world's largest poetry community. I want to thank Kevin and the crew for giving us a place to call home and hang our hats. 
Uh, our house is a place where we can catch up on those things that we may have missed during the week. And we really appreciate everybody who um, who does everything for us. Um, we uh, you guys are absolutely awesome, and we uh, love every single one of you. So, without further ado, let me go to the phone lines and. Hey, Raz, Hello. how you doing, brother? Hey, Jay. Decided to uh, stop real quick. I was wondering, can I read my poem? I have to uh, attend other business today. If I could be first on the list here at the recital. Yeah, we can do that. And I also want to welcome Gary as well. Hey, Gary. Hey, how are y'all doing today? Straight out of Texas. Pretty good. <laughs> right, right. I wish I was like straight you, out straight out of, out of Florida or somewhere cool. <laughs> no, it's too hot in Florida. It's called cool. Yeah. Right now, we're yeah. going through like over a midpoint of 90 degrees, and that's normal for the summer. It's about 60-something in Texas, I believe. It's a little chilly after our rain. <laughs> All right. Well, what we're going to do, since you both need to read and run pretty quick, um, Raz, can can Gary go first, or is that a possibility? Because I know he's at work. Yeah, just let Gary go first, then. All right. So how are they treating you at work, Gary? <laughs> oh, pretty good, pretty good, man. If they can find me, I'm hiding out right now so I could be on the radio show. <laughs> All right, that's excellent. Yeah, I've been working overtime uh, nonstop, and yesterday it was kind of tough because I was at the same time working overtime. I was trying to fight some food poisoning, so it really wasn't that, <laughs> that great of a day yesterday, but, hell, did it anyways. All right, Gary, you are up. All right, this is called Between Heaven and Hell by Little Gary. I often wonder from East Texas if heaven and hell is the same distance. And I hope I'm going up, but when it comes to going down, I'm very freaking persistent. I guess the day my boat came in, hell, I was at home crying and I missed it, making my dreams fade away in the distance. Can you hear that? I think it's a crow calling, or maybe it's just the sound of my ass hitting the floor as I'm falling. I'm hoping. I hope I'm painting a good picture for y'all with these words that I'm using for drawing until I get interrupted again because I'm writing on my phone, and you better know that Bill Collector is always be calling. In the race for my heart, my girl is first on the pole, watching me write these rhymes every damn day that will never be sold, just so we can put them beside the elf on the shelf where they can grow mold. Hell, I guess we'll just have to wait and see how our life will unfold. All of my friends and family already know that I'm not going to fail. And if I don't believe it myself, I swear that I'll never tell. And you can take that mess to the bank even if it won't sell. Coming straight out of little Gary's future book called Somewhere Between Heaven and Hell. End point. There you go. Everybody everybody, uh, cue into that uh title of that book and get ready to buy it when it comes out. Oh, I like this, Gary. I like this. You um, 
you go ahead and spin reality like no one no one's business like I can't even think of because it is just total reality here and I really like that um I don't know I I, I don't want to know what type of pole your girl is on uh but I'll tell you what this is uh absolutely like I said this is this is fun this is great this is tongue in cheek and this is reality and like you you have that way of uh, putting a cheeky reality into everybody's life Raz what'd you think yeah that completely rocked you know it had elements there of uh, Ozzy Osbourne Dion when they were Black Sabbath when uh, coming up with that title between heaven and hell and uh, he expresses what there is of an emotional pain, which can be considered universal in uh, so many lives, of which you have dreams and they're never quite fulfilled. I, I think that is expressed thoroughly. But uh, what leaves you wondering, of course, are these elements of the supernatural, like heaven and hell, are they aware the entire time of our own struggle and suffering. Absolutely, man. Right on point, man. Thank, thank you so much. And that's pole position like NASCAR, if you're wondering. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure, sure. Sure, Gary. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got that. I got I that, bro. <laughs> Awesome, awesome. So, all right, we're going to put Raz's poem up next. Um, you can stick around for that, uh, Gary, or you can head out. It's up to you. Absolutely, absolutely. Since he, he let me skip up, man, I can't wait to hear it. I know it's going to be awesome. All right. This poem is called Low Load. Cooler, Lotus, Buzzin. Threshing threshold, Sylvan vault. Low one, what about low 130? Low. I am the potter and the clay sculpture. I am weeding for the garden flowers, for a cheap Chinese porcelain vase. Lumine lamps, condescent, griffon paraffin. This is not who I usually am. This is who I am. Those are not blue mountains anymore, but the reminder of what's paramount. The lost art of being repetitive. A certain art form requires repetition. What's important is trying to stay earnest. In time, we make it to the pictures. You touch their family. Prison bars are ideological freedom clauses compared to the cocktail suit white shirt soaked red. Brother's keeper. Someone tries to always do a brother harm. We got everything you want like that made in the USA. And poem. Gosh, I heard so much into this. First of all, this is a, I would call this a a nice example of what's called metaphysical um, poetry, uh, which is a play on word, yet at the same time tongue-in-cheek, yet at the same time uh, kind of like telling something that is viable. And I do like the way that this goes. I, I, I look at, uh, this is not who I usually am. This is who I am. And then 
I, I love this line. Those are not blue mountains anymore, but reminders of what's paramount. You know, it's it's like you're you're taking the um the um logo for Paramount movies and you're putting it right there in a poem. Um using the words rep- repetitive and then repetition in uh two different ones. Like I said, this is this is a great play on words compared soaking red uh i i love it i love it you you did a great job with this uh gary what do you think i'm so glad you asked me i I thought it was awesome just like all of his stuff Uh, i thought it was like you did real metaphorical and uh, it was a strong poem to me like this creator this this guy and uh that knows what he uh wants and uh very uh that's just how i felt from it it was just like uh uh this is who I am type of deal. And uh, I I loved it. Absolutely. I ain't going to say that I understood everything because I'm not as smart as y'all, but, but that's how I felt from it. It was like this, this real strong uh, poem, you know, like uh, uh, a mold in and, you know, and and that's kind of where it took me. It it was like uh, he was the leader and I was the follower with it. And I just loved it. It was awesome. Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. The author's note this. is, isn't it incredible how you can put a bunch of things that usually don't make sense and form a big picture? And it's uh, attributed to an unknown on acid research in quantum physics. Awesome. Absolutely, absolutely. Awesome. That's, that's what's so great about poetry, you know, is it's straight from our minds and our creativity. And uh, yours is like on the top level. Yes, 100%. Yes, I agree with that. 100%. You're just a shop. Aren't you winning all those prizes over there in Texas? That's what I heard. No kidding. No kidding. All right. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to get into some of the sound clouds here. Uh Gary, thank you for joining us. Get back to work. Earn some money. Absolutely. Send I it will. Out of work. And uh Y'all be safe out there today, and uh, I hope you get all your business taken care of, buddy. Oh, we'll try, we'll try, we'll try. And DCA, you get to feeling better. Quit eating all that damn lobster. (laughs) Oh, no, it was one of those convenience store rib sandwiches, you know, those fake fake crap. Uh, I I know you know, Gary. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I eat all that stuff at them stores. (laughs) I know it all. Absolutely, yeah. man. Exactly, yeah. I, I got hit Lobster on the, the rib, spe- rib special day, so that was a mistake. <laughs> right? All right. Well, what I'm going to do is play a little Phil the Poet. Uh, Raz, if you got to get going, that's fine, too. You just let me know, brother. Um, here yeah, is where I, I was going to go now to... You take care there. I, I just okay. wanted to make sure to read my poem on time. I'll see you okay. next time, Jay. No, no problem. Take care. And with that, I'm going to bring in the boss. Hey, Boo. Hey, how are you? Good, good. Uh, like I said, still shaking off my food poisoning here a little bit, but uh, doing doing where, better. Where did you get the food poisoning? 
Okay, I was just explaining it. Uh, the convenience store. Oh, never mind. Store... Just move it to the place or what? Oh, okay, never mind. Uh, no, Got the it. convenience store fake rib sag- sandwiches. You know those things. Oh. Uh, oh. Fake rib. Oh. oh. Yeah. I kind of regret that. Ew, that's they a this... rib. What the hell is that? No one even knows. Mystery meat. So gross. Ew. Yeah, yeah, something like that. All right, I was gonna play a little food. Huh? Well, I'll put a play a little fill the poet here. Uh, Jask and Sol are out on the board. We just had Gary and Raz read for us, and they had to get going. So, so it's just me and you, boo. Oh, uh oh. Oh, oh. For now, trouble, trouble. The the the, the, <laughs> the dynamic duo, duo is back together. All right. Oh, no. <laughs> Yeah, and we got uh, Jask and Soul out in the uh, out in the uh, board, so that's good to see them. I know, Daddy Jack. Yeah. That's right. And here comes Phil. Iguana. Phil. This is a poem by Phil the Poet called Iguana. <laughs> Peanut butter covered in blood, smeared across a naked torso. Wild cries of an overexcited dog. Overdosed on an elephant tranquilizer, trying to get high on a spider's webs, but they just dissolve into the dust, like passing days of nihilistic dreams. While others died, he survived, setting up a mass production for dropouts, planning obituaries for nonsensical dum dum boys, in a gloomy shack next to an abandoned funhouse, or lie loose upon a sawdust covered floor. Idiot searching for a new life. Maybe it's tonight to get cleaned up, bring yourself into a madhouse. China girl comes knocking with a temptation of forbidden food and diced up marshmallows. Fall in love with me, he drools sarcastically, twisting his limbs like an old Berlin painting, riding along in surge of raw power, stage diving into a sea of forgotten faces. And we're singing la 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 that that is awesome. Yeah, he he did this a little tribute to rock legend Iggy Pop, uh, which yeah, we heard I think is super cool. How was that, Boo? Heard it last night. Yeah. Yeah, and he wanted to bring this up again today, so I got no problem with that. He did a great job. Uh, Iggy Pop has always been a little eccentric uh, in his work and in his. Uh, in his lyrics, so I think he did he did a great job uh, bringing bringing this into kind of like a nice little adventure. Uh, Boo, what what'd you think about this? Real quick, Jay, did you send Virgin invite? Um, I did now. <laughs> oh, okay, and Rob, please. 
Uh, yeah, I said I already, I already got Rob, I got Momo, I got the Soul Assurance of all, I got everybody in Okay, making sure, because yesterday I forgot Verge a little bit, so I, I kept forgetting that they needed to get in. So anyway, uh, we read this last night, and um, everybody was kind of like, what? But I mean, I did see the Iggy Pop, but more than that in this, I see addiction and the temptation that comes along with it in a very colorful way. Um, you know, the China girl kind of feel like the, you know, maybe the heroin side of it, and it's kind of trippy. Um, the whole poem, actually, um, I screen for the get over. I don't know. I expect what I see, addiction and, and temptation of drugs and kind of escape what, is reality or reality maybe that we don't want to face which is the reason why people a lot of people do drugs. Um but also see the Iggy Pop rock vibe kind of do it too. Um trying to get back over there. Don't you see that, Jay, or not really? Oh, I do. I do. I do. So, you know, Iggy Pop was a was a character. That's that's the best way to put put it, you know, he's he's like one of those um those living cartoon characters. Because <laughs> he, he was he was always he was always right out there, but I, I think it was I think this captured him so well. Uh, it's creative you know, and unique, right? Yeah. Boo, someone else heard it, so let me let me let me get his opinion. And he's back already. I guess his business has been taken care of. Raz, what do you think about that? Raz. Yeah, I had. I like to get Raz's uh, opinion on this. To my schedule for today i could have sworn that i couldn't stay on the line but uh circumstances are known to change so uh (laughs) as we have here with the iguana you could think of iggy pop as a living rock pop legend Uh, that's uh definitely plausible and uh he's uh mixing it the poet, what, what there is of all this abstract uh, ideas of which you find in any form of uh, the written word since modern times, mass production or dropouts. That uh, seems to be <laughs> a kind of pun of how little respect there is from certain parts of business when it comes to the public in general. And then there's uh, another comment here gloomy shack next to an abandoned front house. It describes along the lines of what's described in all of these uh, novel releases, what they expect of uh, anyone's suburban or even human mind to actually go through a reflection after reflection or so it's been stated and none of that's even doable to be completely the truth. So when uh, thinking of Iggy Pop and why he resisted the system any more than this poet, it could be a bit along the subject matter of being so misinformed to have no other choice but to act out some kind of defiance because the rules were in place, but uh, anyone was told or treated by those of higher authority was too poor to not rebel. Mm-hmm. Awesome. 
Awesome comment. You want to add anything to that, Boo? No. Okay. <laughs> All right. What we're going to do next is we're going to go ahead and put in Jack's SoundCloud. He's listening out on the board. This is called Incessant Rain. And here we go. The Incessant Rain. I found him. Suddenly, nothing at once. Anything is action. If innocence were brought up in human form, I would be alive, untouched glass, hiding with scaring memories, being in an erotic mind, silence, consciousness, education, moon, possession, hair, different under morning sun, hardiness for desert birds, putting in the sky, observable, suddenly picks catching light, these like gone, gold, then gone. My eyes rest a thousand missing editors. The bending moon, dropping the wind, all night long, waiting for his last moment. My thousand reply, this one open air. Rebel words, not even easier. Please make them your favorite Thank you. You know, there's there's something about Jask's poems, and this is a common theme that I've noticed, is he's got a lot of struggle throughout them. And, I, and I'm look, looking at this um, as having some struggle here. I would, um, If innocence were bottled up in human form, I would be the ice on shattered glass, hiding Damn. the scarring mem- memories within my neurotic mind, the silence-causing mm-hmm. turbulence at the crescent moon. My God, that, those are great. But it also shows the struggle. But always at the end, there's always a bit of hope. And, and I love that ending, too. My throbbing lullaby drifts among the open air, the scrambled words knocking on each door. Please make them your favorite lyrics. I love this. Mm-hmm. I love this is uh, quite um, an amazing, amazing tale right here with just a glint of hope there at the end. You know, it, it, it's pretty much a question. Please make them your favorite lyrics. I love that. I love that. I, I, I love how he goes in that. Uh, Raz, what do you think? Yes, I saw this right earlier this week at a different blog show, and uh, my comment is radically different. What I perceived of what I had been informed is someone who has reached the point of being haunted that they can physically hear a voice that's not there, of which uh, there's no real scientific nor logical explanation why this echo exists up to the point of the ending with all those memories of someone long gone, you have uh, that voice out of nowhere, just making a statement and uh, only throwing off this narrator all the more to the depth of which they're being haunted. Uh, It does seem like an EVP, that ending line, please make them your favorite lyric. One of those things you expect to literally hear from the dead. Awesome comment. And Boo, what do you think? Yeah, this is uh, this is pretty deep, actually. Um, and every time you read something his, 
it's just like he gets better and better every time. Um, I like how he says a sudden wind touching the pond, wrinkling reflection. Seems to me this is introspective, actually. Um, the hurt and the pain and maybe the overthinking. Um, that some of us overthinkers are guilty of <laughs> me being one. And um, yeah, and then he's got the birds in there too. The light. Uh, I don't know if he's reflecting on himself or. Well, I should probably read it the A.N. That would have been better. When Grace is joined with Franklin, he's adorable. Someday you will be old enough to start reading fairy tales. Oh my God, that's well, that's, that's that's quite a quote down there too. I don't know if you talk about me. I think about appreciating your life maybe, and as you're getting older, um, to look at what you've done. I'm not exactly sure. I'll be honest. But um, I see a lot of hope there. I know. Am I right, Jay? Yeah, yeah. He said he said on the board it's about old age. Oh, oh okay. That's close. You're good. Good job, Jess. Incessant rain. Well, we all got to get older, and unfortunately, no way around that one, right? No, yeah. I don't that's care if looking true. younger, being younger. I just want to grow old gracefully. That's all. I don't expect to be 80 and look 40, you know, but <laughs> that'd be great. But make it happen. And um, next, I'm going to go ahead and read uh, Emad the Scribbler. Yeah, Jay. This is called a... Yeah. Jay. Yeah. I can stay for the rest of our house. I was playing cloak and dagger with my stepdad. He was listening to everything on the phone. So I had to pretend... I was going somewhere, but he just left the property. It's okay. The line's <laughs> here. Oh, you're too okay. funny. Thanks for being honest, right. <laughs> Okay, I was going to call the cops. I'm glad I'm glad he left. I was wondering who that stranger out <laughs> on our lawn was. <laughs> you're hilarious, Perez. Oh, my God. If you don't, then <laughs> someone from National Security will, right? I was sent to <laughs> All right, this is called A Speck of September by Emad the Scribbler. <clears throat> the elm trees all bow, a little space opening between them, where a split of dawn is dumped into a, the homely canopy. The bright green grass embracing the floor delights alike a hobbit's shire. Soon the blessed cock crows of June will be exhausted and the last speck of September will fade into winter's embrace. End poem. Oh, this is cool. This is cool. The the ability to bring in and actually kind of uh, almost humanize um, the seasons. I, I like this. I like this because it it um, it brings out like like once again a little bit of the pop culture talking about the Hobbit Shire and um, kind of uh, bringing in some familiarity to us to show the change to show you know something that comes from one time to another and you could actually put this in our lives. You know, it's like. Sometimes we're walking out of a summer and we're in that 
time of autumn, um, and everybody's in a different type of season. And I, I really like the, the, uh, how this goes and the way he puts it. Uh, Boo, what do you think of this one? First, I want to just tell him that I'm, I, I apologize for last night. Um, we didn't play as game because I, we couldn't figure it out. And I couldn't really figure it out. So I, I was on the air and I couldn't do two things at once. But I'm going to try to see if Jay can help me today. Maybe we could play it. Or I wasn't even sure if there was a poem that went with it. We were just kind of lost. And you know Randall with a digital spirit. So I apologize. I'm working on that. Um, no, it's a it's Song by Cinderella is what he tried to put on there. Yeah, and there's no poem, right? It's just a song? Yeah, just a song. We weren't sure if it was him or if it was the song that he wanted us to play or if there was a poem that went with it. Oh, if it was just a song, I wish I would have known that. Okay, that's a different story. I thought it was a song maybe he did in his own way. No. Nope. Oh, well, maybe we could play that then on the way out for him or something because I feel bad that we didn't. Um, get to it. Apologize. Anyways, um, so now we I mean, Randall would feel really dumb because he told me it's just a song. I said, no. <laughs> anyway, um, okay, so I like the title, Speck of September. I haven't seen him write much brevity, and this is really short, but I agree. Um, opening between them with a skirt of dawn, homely canopy. That's a pretty good description. Uh, the Hobbit, is, I, this is out of his. It's out of my diary, it says. Oh. So I just feel like he went through a little bit of a sad time or a dark time, and then at the end there he saw some um, light, maybe some spirituality, and, you know, saw a chance to maybe start over and, and things weren't as bad as he thought. I don't know what The Hobbit has to do with it. I'm not, I'm not really big into That's Harry Potter, right? So maybe no, 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 no. That's the Lord of the Rings. The Hobbit, the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, see, I'm terrible with the fat, but um, well, the whole written. the whole thing about the Hobbit is um, they they have these beautiful green, lush fields and hills, and what they would do is they'd mm-hmm. make their houses inside the hills, so they would have mm-hmm. like like a a hill over them and it would be green and lush and absolutely beautiful. So that's what, that's, that's kind of why he talked about it like that because it was the most green grass you've ever seen. Oh, and you're talking about Lord of the Rings, right? Yes. I'll throw a picture of the Hobbit. My daughter asked me that question before the Hobbit was real and I have no idea. (laughs) No, it and, and but they're but like I said, the Hobbit houses are super cool, and I I would actually love to have a Hobbit house myself <laughs> because <laughs> yeah because you know they're, they're super cool you know it's like and um, they're down in and New Zealand I believe so you can actually uh, get one. Um, Raz, what do you think of that? Yes. These are definitely deep spiritual words. I uh, think of that song, See You in September, when looking at the title, it's Speck of September, and uh, it's going to be a long, long summer. But uh, 
Here I see also this is a suggestion of life, hope, teen, season, spiritual, and nature. And so when you combine all this, what was it like when you were that age that you experienced those earlier falls? They're the ones that somehow stand out to be the impression of what you always have that season lingering in your mind whenever it comes around again that very month of September could uh, possibly be one of the points here. And whether or not uh, that has anything to do with the hobbits in Tolkien, it's uh, a question of thinking along the lines that what there is of Lord of the Rings does depend fundamentally on different seasons as to being turning points of the war of the ring. And so uh, when fall comes around, you could say everyone's a little bit closer to the darkness in terms of what we perceive of, of that season and the death which goes on with the planet and all these myths, not just Tolkien, but the Greeks, where you have Persephone is taken away to Hades come fall time in the ancient Greek myth. And so Demeter is at the loss, which she had represented the earth goddess during that period and winter while Persephone, the daughter is slowly down there in hell. She, she dies herself waiting to be reborn again in spring when her daughter will come back. And so, uh, including the image of token, that, that seems also the perfect time for the righteous spring, what there is in uh, the Chisovitsky symphony, what there is of uh, the coming back to the ring. Excellent, excellent. And, Boo, you can see a picture of a Hobbit house on the board right now, and you can see how lush and green everything is. You being a city girl, I don't know if you'd like something like that. You still there, Boo? Yeah, I'm here. Sorry. I was going to say they'd probably be good for me. It looks tranquil. And by the way, our soul is going to feed her own. And uh, I want to say hello to Rob. Hey, Rob, how you doing? Hey, how's it hey, going? Rob. All right. Hi Thanks. there, Rob. Hi there. Hey, you got me, Jay, that Soul's going to call read her own? Yep. Yep, I got that. And um, what I'm going to do is put Rob's poem on the board because I'm, no, I'm not sure exactly how long he's got, but uh, I, um, I'll let you go ahead and re- read that, Rob. You're up next. <laughs> Oh, well, all right. <laughs> yeah, into the All right. Um, this is called Wince in Port Elizabeth with William Butler Yeats. In this old port town, bites into the bitter, windy city, begging the ships out at sea to bring tranquility. Winter unfolds at a rate of knots this time of year. The sun setting after a half day shifts until darkness is spread against the sky's backdrop at five thirty. The flame of a rusty gas stove flickers without rest 
as a steel teapot sits boiling, waiting to watch the unrest beyond the tightly shut windows away, albeit momentarily. There is no wood for the fireplace, and radiators are foreign on African shores. A synthetic yarn fabric blankets, and Isabel the cats keep me warm, sprawled across my lap beneath a copy of Yeats. With closed eyes, I sail under Irish skies to Byzantine, across a sea of Yorkshire tea, while the century-old poetry written by W.B. warms the spirits within me on the chilly, wintry Port Elizabeth evenings in the windy city known as P.E. End poem. I thought it was very clever how you uh, used the initials right there at the end, the WB and the B and the PE. I, th- I thought that was cool. Um, you kind of give us a, a taste of what the um, city itself is like. And I know you being down in South Africa, uh, our summers are your winters and your winters are our summers. Uh, so I, just just to kind of give uh, an idea of people what's going on and I think that you did a, a great job here and um, I love I love the mention of the Byzantines um, because they were they were a, one of the strongest civilizations that I think never gets um, talked about and never really gives um, uh, credit for how strong that they were and uh, I, I just um, I, you give us so much visib- um, so much imagery to think upon and so many things to grab a hold of but ultimately you brought us to Port Elizabeth which was uh, which was I think the whole point of of everything that was within this poem so great great job on that um, I'm going to start with Raz. Raz, what do you think? Thanks. Thanks, Jeff. What there is here with uh, significant reference to uh, that tradition of drinking tea is definitely elaborated to the point that it becomes all but historical how the more social it is to think of anyone having a cup served. And Boo, what do you think? Boo, are you there? I think I have to read it again to give like a better explanation because I mean I know where Port Elizabeth is and like I know that it's um, known for different things and along with, I think, a lot of um, museums and stuff. I, I'd really rather read it again. Sorry, before I tell you, I'm sorry. I don't mean to be dork, but I need, I don't, yeah, I have to read it again. I'm sorry, Rob. I'll write you a comment. That's okay. I do like no the Irish problem. guys, though. Yeah. He has the he has the two poems the um on the death of a Irish um 
Titus and then Fabian Spizenstein. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know about much about PE myself. I've just moved here in the last month or so from Cape Town. Um, and yeah, I don't know much about it either, except for that the wind blows every day. Um, at quite a rate or not, and it's a well, a port town. We just have loads of yeah. um, boats and ships coming in and out. So yeah. If I get out there, then I'll maybe write another one with something that's some things to do in the town, but I don't think there's much. But yeah, thanks. <laughs> you let me uh, let me um, go ahead and say hello to uh, Laughing Soul. Hey, G, how are you doing? Hey. Hello. Hello. Hi there. Hi, Boo. Hey there. Hi. <laughs> Hey, G, Hi, what, what, what Chicago. Hey. Did you hear Bob's tone? I hope you're feeling better. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, G, did you get to hear Rob's poem? Actually, I've been looking for the link. You know, I find his accent too heavy to understand. Sorry, uh, but, you know, it's, his voice is amazing. And, uh, but uh, I couldn't re- find the re- poem, you know, so... Re- refresh the board, and it's right above where you say you can't find Rob's link. Oh, okay, okay. Can I comment on that later, please? Because uh, if I switch the windows, sure. it's Sure, not a problem. I think what we're going to do next is uh, go ahead and put your um, poem on the board, uh, G. So uh, let me let me uh, get that. And I think we're going to all have a little fun with the with the her poem here. So, oh god. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like you know, last few times it's been about sad uh, ones from my side. So I thought, let me just cheer you up. You know, cheer you guys up. It's uh, it's a poem about an Indian festival one of my favorite festivals called Holi. And it's celebrated during springtime, you know, when you welcome spring. So it's played with colors and uh, flowers and water. You know, you make water balloons and throw at each other. So, okay. We have Holi parties, you know, societies organize them. You have them in your house. So it's a poem on that. Ode to a Holi party. Have you ever been to a Holi party? Every face a splash of monet art. Every nook echoing dwarfs hearty. Holy, my most cherished Indian festival of all. And so hosted a rave in a craze. Lo, next day my home looked a thousand shades of autumnal fall. Souls drenched in an insane fervor. Left prints on my walls of cosmic glitters. And my drapes were a collage of a travel brochure. Bhang. Bhang is cannabis, okay? Bhang, the color flowed in every sink. My home, a lavender boulevard, now had an unbearable sink. But no party ain't over unless you've spoken of food. Gulab chamuns and biryani paid back to accompany my cleaning OCD. Yet nothing to beat whom I found in my bedroom, 
my boss's ex-wife, TJ, like two lizards glued. Oh, my God. <laughs> hey, Boo, I, I think you would like, I, I think Boo is in the, the Byung because that, that, that's, that's weed, Boo. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we make we make bhang or you know weed or you know yeah weed. So we mix it in, uh, you know, a concoction made of uh, milk and dry fruit and uh, even in uh, you know fritters and you know we make special uh, uh, fritters wherein we mix this in the batter. So it's like crazy. I remember one day when like you know one of the holy parties where. I was just sitting on the uh, couch and I felt the entire rocking. So it's like really insane, but it's fun. It's it's just fun. I hope you all enjoyed this. <laughs> we did, and uh, yeah, this is this is hilarious. Especially uh, seeing your ex boss's wife and the DJ who like <laughs> Oh my God! What an ending! What an ending! My gosh! What were they doing? Never mind. Never mind. You don't have to go into it. Uh, <laughs> I really, really <laughs> like this. This is this is hilarious. This is hilarious. That would be a blast. Uh, this is <laughs> this is like a rave party without the hallucinogenics. Um, but I, I think I, I think it's absolutely crazy and wonderful and fun. Rob, what do you think of this? Yeah, there's um there's quite a large. Indian community in South Africa. Um, I don't think it's, it's the most, but it's, it's definitely in the top three. I think the most Indians outside of India that live. Um, it's actually quite close to I'm saying now in Durban. And I've been to a few of the the Holi um, festivals. I just throw um, oh. powdered paints around, and it's quite quite festive. Um, yeah, I didn't see any you know, shenanigans, but I can imagine that happens. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed it. It was nice. Oh, wow. Good. You've, you've had an experience of it. So. Yeah, minus the lizards. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Raz, Raz, what do you think? Yeah, we don't have any of that at this part of Miami, the suburbs, but the over at South Beach, they party all year round. And if it's not over Holly, then it has to be over Molly. <laughs> <laughs> Boo, what do you think? I think that I want to go with you, so. And uh, <laughs> it looks like a lot of fun. I, it looks like your personality fits perfect here because... <laughs> vibrant and fun and, and you know you just made us all smile and laugh and um it looks like a good time when is this when do they have this this is actually we do a bonfire in the first week of march to welcome spring and the next day mm-hmm. we uh you know rejoice and play with colors and flowers actually it's played with flowers initially if you go down history and then now it's like a total crazy insane rave party you know so it's in march uh, to welcome spring so 
so colorful that's why it's colorful yeah it's crazy mm-hmm. boo you'll love it you know <laughs> you'll love it <laughs> yes like i said you uh, should check out yeah. the photograph that i have there's an interesting painter okay i will all right and what we're going to do is i'm going to put raz to work here what's that boo sounds more fun than looking for eggs right no we do no (laughs) (laughs) who the heck who the came who the heck came up with easter eggs i don't know uh i I put mine over there too okay raz i'm going to have you read next uh this is a little joseph moon Yes, I can uh, recite Joseph Moon for you. First, I have to uh, refresh my page for a second. Uh, I'm not at the only part of Miami you never hear about, considering the reputation of it being a party town. None of that's actually true everywhere except for South Beach, you know. I was wondering, Laughing Soul, what's ho- a holly, as you had written over yeah. there? Yeah. It's the name of the festival, H-O-L-I, Holy. It has a significance to the name. You can Google it. It's a religious kind of your fe- Isn't it called it's the Festival of Colors? Festival? I'm sorry? It's a religious-like festival? Yeah, it's a religious thing. It's about, uh, it has a religious significance to the name. So. And it's right. also, it's yeah, also yeah, I'm welcome, welcome, welcome. I found the page. It's this also called a festival of colors, right? Festival of colors? Yeah. Yeah, I see what you mean about it being like a rave, but there's no hallucinogenics then. There's festivals of colors. Here's no, they definitely not. The I went to, they were. <laughs> Here's Joseph Moon in Flower of the Universe. Flower of the Universe. I see a rose garden in her face where lilacs and white lilies grow. A heavenly paradise is this place wherein these pleasant flowers flow. My thoughts enjoy a sudden spring. I walk among gorgeous green grass. For one of love, say doth sing, sorrow and joy in stately silence pass. Her song shall never sound the same, and to the strictest decrees I'll ink her name. Helen, Bolasad, I do say, I do, the great. The sultry shade. End of poem. Oh, Charday, Charday. Um, she's she's an incredible, incredible singer. What a, what a voice of our time. Um, and this is a great ode to her. Um, just, just absolutely wonderful. And uh, I don't know what song he picked there at the end. Uh, let me check it out. It is uh, oh, it's a it's an entire mix. 
Flower of the Universe is what song he picked uh, from Sade. But uh, what an incredible, incredible tribute to a incredible artist. And I, I really love how he kind of uh, pictures her and brings her to life and uh, kind of makes her into this great rose garden itself. I, I think that she, he did an incredible job with that. Um, let me see. Let's let's start. Let's start out with you, Raz. Raz you read this. What do you think? Yeah, it does have that sense of uh, true praise when thinking of an artist whose performance reaches a universal level. So when he's describing these flowers, you could almost imagine on a higher scale from the macrocosm and that in turn of what there is of uh, the known universe could very well be all these uh, galaxies that are like the nectars of the flowers in bloom. Excellent, excellent. Rob, what do you think? Yeah, I definitely think that Joseph is a, is a smooth operator, so um, yeah, I can see why he's a fan. Um, yeah, as, as usual with Joseph, it's, it's lovely um, language, romanticism, and celebration of nature. Um, there's always presence. Um, yeah, just puts you right in the scene. Um, and you do get that um, balance in, in those songs of almost a, um, a harmony of um, or equilibrium of sorrow and joy, um, which I always feel are some of the best songs, you know, when you feel both those things simultaneously. Um, yeah, I think it's, it, you know, a lovely uh, celebration of her and... As always, I always appreciate Joseph's work. I've never read or seen anything of his that is um, not enjoyable or not a nice uh, read. So, great job, Joseph. Always a pleasure. And, G, what do you think? Oh, I just love every poem of his. And uh, I'm not uh, familiar with the singer, but he's done a beautiful, beautiful uh, odes to her, you know, I mean, excuse, he's like just dressed the poem with such fine imagery and, you know, exquisite words. And the line, my thoughts enjoy a sudden spring. It's so beautiful. I mean, I, he just spends every poem with so much of finesse, you know, lovely. I really enjoyed it. Excellent. And Boo, what do you think of this ode, ode to Chardet? Yeah, I like that. I like, I love the picture. The picture is so cool. And uh, I saw her in concert like a long time ago, and she was really, really good. But the way he described her, I mean, what woman wouldn't want to be described like that? That's really beautiful roses in the garden and everything else. Um, and pretty short for him. I think lately he's actually writing a lot of uh, brevity. This is well done and she is an excellent singer. I know why you like her, Jay. She's pretty sexy, right? <laughs> she's and her voice around. 
her voice is just so soothing too. Um, yeah, it is. It is. She plays piano too. Did you know that? No, I didn't. No, I didn't. That's uh, super she cool. Play like five instruments, I think. Um, oh, cool. Whatever. Yeah, very talented. Um, which is which is super cool. All right, Boo. Let me uh, get your poem up, and uh, boom. There you go. Okay, let me fix my thing. Uh, ow, I have a screen for this one. Okay, this is Love Letters and Lullabies, okay? My poetic lover, I collected your letters, darling. Pray the edges are never worn. I can recite the words by heart. Walls round my heart you've torn. Like a symphony, a dream reminds of a drifting boat on stormy days. Writing this love letter to you, my love, mutual fire sets our hearts ablaze. Lightning punishes cloudy skies. Lovers hear the crashing thunder. Artistic prose across pristine page allow no mortal to take us under. Legends hold a claim of spirit's power, infinite tribute to the Lord's grace. Sweetheart, you never have to ask. Eternity is our final resting place. Ignore solitude and solar starvation. Closer to miles, Davis lets sway. Stroke each key with tender touch. Our bond grows stronger every day. Uplifting spirit reflects my muse, striking impulses to our very core. Thoroughly cleansing past regrets, you need perspective, watch it for. Sweetheart, only one question as I wait for you anxiously. Take your time to think it through. Know you belong right here with me. Know that every word I've written from Quill with the utmost sincerity. Come dance with me in shadow's truth, written in the dream of shared destiny. And poem. Yeah, this is such a lovely piece uh, written from written from your heart. It comes out so so uh, you know, kind of kind of typical boo uh, in, in some of the wording. Um, I, I think it's uh, cool that you 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 always uh, go with miles and you always go with uh, what's in the sky and everything like that, and uh, your ability to put in. Um, put in a little jazz in there is kind of cool too and because it's always your musical standards that uh, come into play as well um great job boo um let me get some comments for you let me start with um g what do you think about this one? Oh my god boo <laughs> This is drenching with love. What do I say, darling? <laughs> I mean, so I don't know, darling. Yeah, you want me to speak about it? I just love the way you say it. Sweetheart, you never have to ask. Eternity is our final resting place. I mean, there's so much of convincing over here. There's so much of you opening your heart, you know, just like a rose who's ready to bloom, who wants to unfurl all her petals for her love, for her muse, letting each other thoroughly cleansing past regrets. I mean, you are ready to heal. You are ready to fall in love. You want to live again. And this poem is such a beautiful reflection of your, you know, reflection of your heart, your Longing, yearning to be with your lover. It's amazing. It's a beautiful symphony. 
And Raz, what do you think? There is definitely a sense of adoration with uh, the words of which the poet has written. Uh, it does strike the heart in wanting to see happiness for whom is the receiver of this love letter and the curiosity as to the nature of why. Thank you, Raz. Rob, Rob what do you think? Yeah, I love that. I I always enjoy these romantic rites. Um like something of a speciality. Um I like I mean I like the mention of Miles Davis. I love Miles Davis. This is for my contest. No. Um yeah, I love the closing line, uh written in the dream of shared destiny. Um yeah, and yeah, yeah, it just sums up really what you want because you know, when you start saying with someone you've obviously you know, come from different places and you've had different pasts, but you, know, you have to accept that and you have to you know, just look forward. Lovely poem, Bill. Thank you. And uh, before we move on, let me welcome to the show Blue. Blue, how you feeling, brother? Blue? I'm, I'm hanging in there. Thank you. Yay. Good. We're glad to hear that. We are really, really glad to hear that. Um, it's wonderful that you're uh, uh, to hear your voice and to bring you on here. And uh, what we're going to do are next the hospital? is... Are you at the hospital, Blue? Uh, yes, yes. I actually wasn't able to talk until like yesterday morning because of my breathing wow. and things like that that I had. So I had some issues with, um, I had to be on a ventilator a couple of times last week. Oh my God. Wow. I'm so glad you're so, better. Fucking, fucking so I had some, I, I, um, JCA, I am actually not going to be able to read my thing because I'm driving to an appointment and I have to be there at like one thirty. So, but I can be on here if somebody else wants to read my poem. Right now, how about that? How about that? How about I read it yeah. right now? And is it the one? Is it the? Is it the dedication to Lou? Lou, you? Uh, is that infused rain? No, 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 no. Can you change that and do the dedication to Lou you instead? Because I know that. Because I know that she's not well and things like that. And I don't know if she's listening or in case she does, then she can at least listen to something for her. Okay. Okay. There. I got it. I got it. I'll, I'll. I'll go ahead and put that on the board, and we'll get it going. It's not. Uh, it's sure, not very long. Sure not. It's, it's pretty. It's pretty short. So thank sure, you. Not, I really appreciate problem. that. Not that was really nice of you. Oh, geez. Hold on. Yeah. There it is. And uh, let me go ahead. I'm just doing some some editing here. And uh, okay. This one is uh, by Xylophonic Blues. It's called uh, Lou You Get Well Dedication via Poetic Picasso. And it goes like this. When sequin windows are silent and thin as a language against the stone breakwater, 
trees cease their breathing in the night air. A hand draws aside its exponential curtain. The stars peep behind and peer, and I see her laugh to watch them whirl and flee. The sweet buds, every one, when rocked to rest upon Val's breast as she dances about the sun. She wields the flail of the lashing hail and whitens the green plains under and then again dissolves it in rain and laughs as she passes in thunder. Each paved with the moon like strips from the sky in the light of its golden wings. And when sunset breathes from lighthouses, lighthouse beneath, its ardress of rest and love and the crimson pall of, every, of Eve may fall from the depth of heaven above. End poem. Wow. I like this. I like this a lot. You're, you, you, put in, you weave an internal rhyme throughout this piece that absolutely makes the piece pop. And I really like that uh, within this. Um, I'm, um, I'm a fan of in, internal rhyme. And um, like I said, that, that really brings something out in, in the writing and it brings something out in the reading and the listening. And uh, it, that's just the way it falls sometimes. And I think that you played a beautiful tribute to Lou. Uh, Lou, Lou, we uh, wish you to get better, and we wish only the best for you. Uh, Gee, what do you think of this piece? Hi, can you hear me? Yes. Oh. Uh, Blue, it's nice to have you back. And uh, for, uh, you know, I I wish this beautiful girl a speedy recovery. You know, I know she's in hospice, and I really wish she comes back home fine. And this poem is, my God, so beautiful. What what gorgeous imagery, you know. Uh, I love the line where you say the stars peep behind and peer and I see her laugh to watch them swirl. Every imagery is like a, you know, a piece of uh, a mini uh, movie that you're watching. You know, you've uh, you've penned every verse so beautifully. I really loved it, you know, and when sunset breathes from lighthouse beneath, I think there's so much of uh, spirituality added to the verses, and um, every line has a hidden prayer somewhere between betwixt between the words. Beautiful. Uh, it's an ethereal poem. Really loved it. Thank you. I appreciate that. And Rob, what do you think? Yeah, it was uh, um, such a moving piece, uh, touching. Um, yeah, I've also seen that, you know, I think there's, there's a contest to Song Flores, um, seeing that she's not doing well. And, I mean, her energy and just her uh, general attitude and acceptance of myself, and I'm sure, well, 
isn't you know just a thing that I feel, but that a lot of people are very um, close to her and hold her very dear. So I also I send my wishes that it works out for the best. And yeah, I think that you you know you almost um, you've, you've you know you've made an angel of her the way that you write this, and it's really beautiful. I mean. Um, sometimes it can go so wrong doing that, but yeah, you've done such a good job, and I'm sure she'll appreciate it so much. Nice one, Blue. Thank you, Rob. And Boo, what do you think? Yeah, I, I didn't have any idea that she was ill or um, whatever happened, but I know this, that she's infectious. Her laugh is infectious, the way that she treats people the way that she makes you feel comfortable on her show, which she always right. does. Um, she's a fantastic host, in my opinion, um, and a good person who helps a lot of people, including her own family, takes care of her grandma, and all that stuff um, that she does. So that, you know, give her a lot of respect for, and props for that. Um, any woman would love to have a poem like this written about them, Blue. It's just beautiful. Um Stars peep behind and peer, and I see her, and it laughs and watch what I will and see. That's how I see her too, kind of just like free and like twirling around and just like a free spirit, you know. And she's very much into her Indian, I mean, her culture. Um, very exactly. proud of it, and I think she would love this poem, Blue. It's gorgeous. Thank you, Blue. You're welcome. I'm, I'm glad you're feeling better. Thanks. Um, thanks, JCH reading that. That was awesome. I appreciate that. Hey, no, no problem. I'm glad to have done it. Um, Boo, I'm going to have you read next uh, for someone uh, because she is uh, fighting a little bit of illness and otherwise she would have called in herself. Uh, and here's a little Tila. Oh, Tila. Okay. <clears throat> Lou, you, I hope you get better. I didn't say that. Um, okay. Thanks, babe. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Oops, I'm on the wrong group, Larry. <laughs> All right. Okay. Tia, I see. Well, I'm, I don't know. That's one I see is, um, I think, oh, maybe I need to refresh, Jay. Sorry. Maybe. <laughs> Screwed up. Okay. Uh, that's when I see it. Um, that's weird. Is um, a That's way old, huh? Uh, yeah, that is. Uh, no, Imad just put one yeah. out, out there. It's above. It's above him. Oh, okay. I was like, whoa, that was a while ago. Okay, sorry. This is from Tila. I got it now. Okay, Autumn Ballerina. Oh, this is quick. Scattered colors splashed all around. Ballerina in her slender tiptoeing. With her long arm, calmly the set symphony, smoothly posing like a lily. And poem. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah, um, dance has been an important part of uh, my life with um, having my daughters um, in dance and uh, seeing them. Seeing them dance, seeing them be able to uh, make art through 
through uh, what they do. And I, I think that is uh, super cool how people are able to do stuff like that. Um, and this is a great little uh, picture of how that goes and what that goes. And uh, I, I really like how she does that. She is listening right now, so that's pretty awesome that she gets to hear that. Uh, great read, Boo. And what do you think, Boo? Well, I like the way that she describes her, like um, when she says how the way is um, posed. Like, um, let's see, where is it? I can't even look for You know, posing like a lily because she goes kind of, you know, she's, yeah, but everybody thinks of ballerinas like beautiful flowers. I mean, they're so delicate and they're so, I mean, it's such a hard thing to do. And they're so acrobatic and so fit and beautiful. And then to watch them is amazing. And yeah, I would try it for like a little while. It's too klutzy, but, uh, <laughs> Because the picture is beautiful, too. So, um, yeah, it's a cute little remedy there. I think it's for a case contest. Good job, Keila. Hope you feel better. And, G, what do you think? I don't know. G, what do you think? Yeah, hi. um, You can hear me, right? Yes. Katila, get well soon, girl. What happened to you? And uh, about your poem, it's beautiful. I love the metaphor where you are describing a ballerina as a lily. And it's so true, you know, these girls, they sway freely, carefree, just like a beautiful slender uh, stalk of lily, you know, and uh, calmly, dulcet symphony, smoothly posing like a lily. Loved it. Tila has this knack of uh, capturing images in her words, you know. She, she'll look into every detail and, uh, you know, send it down so beautifully. It's nice. A very sweet brevity over here. Excellent comment. And Rob, what do you think? Yeah, I agree. And I think um, the same as what we were uh, saying about Liu uh, prior to this one, um, her, her sort of infectious nature and just you know the spirits that she possesses uh, it's always just so positive and it almost makes you feel you know like you want you want to embrace that um i think a lot of time now i'm a little bit um negative or grouchy or whatever um cynical and you you meet people like that and then you're just like well you know they're having a lot more fun than you are and you know, you want to you want to get get on their team. Um, yeah, like the like I want to. Yeah, I agree with what you said about dancing and how it's. Um, you know, there's so much to dancing and there's so many um, well, like facets and and sides. But you know, if, whether you do it like uh, ritually um, uh, and you know romantically, there's just it's just such a um, it's such a um, a moving thing that has relevance in so many different aspects. Um, yeah, uh, very nice poem, Tila. Hope you get better soon as well. Awesome. And uh, Rob, I'm. can I ask you to read the next poem for us? Uh, we have a great tribute from Budo for, uh, for Elvis. 
Yeah, I'll go for it. I'm a bit nervous now and it's like all right, let me go for it. <laughs> yeah, it's the king, you know, you can't be butchered in that. The king. You'll get it. All right. Uh this is by Buddha. It's called El Ray. Blazing the stratospheric coastline, boiling bloodstreams of the popcorn generation, a larger-than-life icon of flesh and bone, embellished and polished in neon, adorned in sapphire and Gibson mahogany, strutting his hipster flatches to infinity, a spiraling dervish of infinitesimals, Chestnut and khaki, cotton pleated, greased follicle, tinted ebony from berry blonde. His fame exploited by omnipotent fingers, halt torn script strings by the colonel, a mere puppet to the copper carnival of lights, never emancipated to live freely and fully in the confines of a gilded squirrel cage, meeting his forever girl overseas. A whirlwind romance and marriage, but alas, mirrors of infidelity follow and sever surly bonds of matrimony, and those shadowy silhouettes of ones he trusted leave him faceless as his mother's had, wilting leaves on the family tree, withered and crestfallen beneath the all-consuming bright lights of success. Meandering alone in copious crowds of us, he plods the unfinished path, pulls and substances at hand, self-abuse and eclipsed alleys of mind, flaunting suspended, animated depression. He bows to a final curtain call, a derelict destructor on the collision course in fate's cruel tastes of bitter persimmon where too much of a good thing bleeds ransom, and amber stains are all that remain. M poem. You did great, Rob. What a read. What a poem. This this is absolutely fantastic. I wow, he he captured all of Elvis's life. Um from the exploitation of his talent and his looks uh, straight to the tragedy that ended everything. I think, wow, this is just absolutely brilliant. Um, this is probably one of the best Elvis uh, tributes that I myself have ever heard and ever seen. Congratulations on this being a front page pick as well. Wow, this is this is just brilliant. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. very well deserving. Boo, what do you think? Great read, amazing read. I thought, and yeah, brilliant for this front page. I mean, every time Bud comes, he brings something else. I mean, and and he can write anything. And he's one of the people. His words, his word choices, and the phrasing is amazing. And then he brings you something else. You know, she's one of those you never know what to expect, and it's always better than what you expect. I mean, yeah, this I would agree. This is probably one of the best poems about Elvis I've ever read. Um, I, I, I'm surprised that I thought he would do something musical with it, but he, he didn't even need the music. Uh, Gibson Mahogany strutting hipster fractures to infinity. That's 
flow. I mean, this whole thing is amazing, so creative, so poetic. Uh, you know, I love the word crestfallen. Beneath all consuming bright lights of success. And he sees the good side of him, the bad side of him, and the darkness in his life. Um, great poem. Great read. And G, what do you think? I think she said she needs a minute, Jay. She's going to be back in five minutes. Oh, okay. Rob, what do you think? Yeah, it was a great poem. Um, and, yeah, joy to read. I mean, it flowed nicely. It was um, well-structured, um, lovely language, and the phrasing, as everyone said, I think um, when you when you write these sorts of um, biographical pieces, I, I at least always try to at least incorporate some of the 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 essence of the subjects. Um, and yes, yeah, it's, it's also something that I've tried to do. I've I've written um, um, in the past that's been on your show. I think Jay actually you might have read it for me, the one on John Lennon, and to to also say things that you know because you can't. Um, you can't romanticize people just for all of those, um, you know, things. You have to also acknowledge that, you know, they were flawed and there were things with it, you know, as, you know, well, as he says, you know, the depression, the abuse, the well, obviously substance abuse. And then, of course, you know, um, like in Shakespeare's uh, words, you know, these violent delights have violent ends, as it is with excess and abusing all these things. Um I can relate to a lot of that because you know, I've been involved in music in the past and yeah, it's not it's not easy. And I mean, even afterwards to then adapt to life afterwards, I mean, you know, to do things sober becomes almost a challenge because you're just so used to um having that sort of liquid or substance courage that you know, it does yeah. you just live, you know, like sort of anxiously and it heightens all those things it's not it's not you know as glamorous as it's always made out to be that everyone wants mm-hmm. to be all rock and roll it's, it's not that um and he does he does an excellent job as everyone said in capturing that i mean it's really um and again as you said jay i mean the way that he's captured all these things and the the essence of of not just the musician but the man as well is an awesome poem but uh That's a great comment. Great comment. All right. What I'm going to do next is we're going to play a little audio. And uh, here's a little something from Rack and Tour. Racky Poo. Only a Memory by Rack and Tour. Contemplating my narrative leads me to confront an empty venue, living life fearing nothing because that's the only thing tomorrow promises. All that I dream, every aspiration for enlightenment will become dust scattered by the breeze after my final curtain. Cloying floral notes extend around every corner Heralding Bates' proximity, abstract shapes adorned in myriad shades of vibrant hues congregate in silent reverence. 
every bloom a remembrance, another moment in time, petals tremble, aware of pending expiration, as their essence steadily withers. It's then that the storm touches down. Thunder and lightning perform an elemental extravaganza before everything plunges into darkness. The skies open, scrubbing the air clean, washing away every remnant of my existence in the relentless downpour, leaving nothing. And poem. Wow, what an incredible, incredible poem that so many people can relate to. And it describes life itself and um, the fact that we're going to be going through a lot. And uh, what the heck can we do about that? You know, it, it just it shows so much of the pain we have in our lives, so much of the hurt we have in our lives. And I think um, that, you know, what the heck are we going to do about that? Um, it's just something that we live with and something that we, you know, that just uh, becomes part of us. Um, and I think that this is done and put together so well. Uh, Rob, what do you think? Yeah, it seems uh, I've I've only well recently um, quite uh, been exposed to quite a bit more of uh, Iraq's work, and there, there does seem to be quite um, a sort of melancholic theme, and um, you know some sort of uh, you know a, a sadness and a, a longing and all that um but uh you know the, the way that i also see it is that the way that he he ends this and the way that you know, the way that he has, and the way that he's used the metaphor um you know sometimes you need these things and you know it's even you know me saying these things is quite a shock because i've always been just naturally and cynical but um the way that his metaphor works and the way that it ends it's it's you know sometimes you need that um that rain and the even the wind you know to come and clean out things and prepare you for the next phase you know to um you know fix the soil whatever it is you know not to go too much into the the nat geo side of things but um yeah the weather the weather he um he uses nature is again it's um very much in the uh, romanticism school, um, but I don't know if it's intentional or not. But that's just the way that I saw it ends open-ended, which is um, which is great for the reader because you can then interpret this on multiple levels. And yeah, always, I also always like reading as well. Um, yeah, great job, Rack. And Boo, what do you think? Did Raz leave, Jay? Yeah, Raz did. He said that uh, that person was back out on the lawn and he had to take care of it before the cops uh, got called. 
That's funny. Okay, just checking. Yeah, I agree with everything everybody said. This is actually pretty long for Rack. I hate to see the sadness in, in Rack and this. I don't think this is re- really sad, but I sort of see like starting over and maybe cleansing and or like a rebirth kind of, but it does have the melancholy vibe to it. And you never hard to hear it sometimes because he's such a vibrant person, so supportive, such an awesome friend, and he's just bubbly, but then, you know, below the surface, we all got our own things going on there, but um, all that I dream, every aspiration for enlightenment will become dust scattered by the breeze. My friend like, reminder that we're all just here for a little while, and do we matter to someone, or do we not, do we make our mark or not, and um, I would say that you have, my friend. Good poem. All right. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and read my poem. Uh, G, is, okay. G is back, so we're going to go ahead and I know she, I don't, G, you didn't hear Rack's poem, did you? No, I couldn't. I just got back in my uh, room. So sorry. Oh, it's okay. okay. All right. Uh, once again, You're I am fired, going G. back in time. Going back in time and pulling out some of those uh, in the vault, and this was written a couple of years ago, and it's called Turn the Corner. And it goes like this. Been given directions to find me a home, but I but just kept walking, and I'm still alone. Wonder if I'll ever get there. Nobody's promised life would be fair. Difficult moving like sludge in a pit. And I'm just stepping in all sorts of shit. Wonder <laughs> tomorrow if I'm still alive. No promises given, death or revive. So I'll just walk, feel like a foreigner, praying someday that I'll turn the corner. End poem. Ooh. Wow. That's a deep one. Gee, what do you think? I can't believe this is your poem, Jay. No heavy metaphors. I could understand it so easily. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, all I can say is that uh, it's a very emotional piece. It's, it's so deep. It speaks volumes and uh, it speaks your mind loud and clear. I think you need to turn you need to make the decision to turn. Mm-hmm. Or you'll just be falling into it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think we all can relate to this, you know. We all are looking for our U-turns or for directions that can bring us back home. Amazing. Yeah. I love this. It's very relatable. Yeah. I think what what you know, when you say turning the corner, I think that corner means something different for everybody else. Um, everybody has their own idea of what that is, what they're looking for. And sometimes it's within you and nobody can show you the directions. Nobody can give you the directions, but yourself, there's no map or whatever. Um, I'll say something last, but uh, Rob? Oh, 
Maybe he dropped, Jay? Yeah. Um, okay. uh, I mean, this is uh, okay. somewhat exactly my situation has been for the past year and over that because everything that's gone on, um, you know, puts all your, uh, and, you know, there's millions, if not billions of people that have the same situation that the past, um, you know, year and a year and a bit has just been this exact poem, you know, and that's one of the credits that the poem has things but the fact that it it stands today as it did two years ago and still um still relevant and still um topical relatable um yeah and as and as boo said you know that again one of the things that makes it just such a great poem and the relatability is the the fact that you know it's it's everyone has a different corner everyone's on their on their own trick and they're all hoping to get to a different place um and we've all been there where you feel like you don't belong and that you, you know, some sort of uninvited guest in your situation of your own life. And, you know, you, you do get that despondency and that depression of, you know, not even just wondering about tomorrow, but not even wanting to see tomorrow. Um, and then to see it in, in other ways is also the, of how it could be a sort of thing of that, you you almost you almost want that in life though you know you do want to have where um you know that you're just constantly moving forward and that you're just constantly trying to make a better life for you and not just purely um financially or in security but um you know in in terms of your your soul your heart your your mind across all aspects of self so it ties in with that as well. Um, also, I, I agree with um, G about it's something quite different, but still, I mean, it's it works and it's really good. So thanks for t- taking us there. Yeah. I, I think that's that's a great point about what's going on in the world today. Um, and a lot, you know, there's a lot of countries that are taking taking everything complacent which I think is uh, not the right thing to do. Right now there's more cases of COVID than ever during the, uh, during the pandemic. And we got to make sure that we understand that so it doesn't wave back and continue its, uh, continue its reign. So that's a great point that you make there. Yeah, COVID is, you know, <laughs> I hate that fucker. But um, and that's pretty sad. There's more now than there was before. That's a lot of that's, you know, complacency too. People just aren't caring, and and the people forgot about the important parts. Uh, a lot of things about COVID were still hurting here in the United States. We still don't have supplies. We still don't have our hospitals are um, understaffed, overworked, and uh, don't have what we need. That's a whole other uh, issue. But um. And you see that road. The picture there for me says a lot. It's just like a road. It's just nobody there. Nobody's on it and not going anywhere. We don't know where it's going. Um, difficult, <laughs> like moving sludge like a pit and I'm stepping in all sorts of shit. It seems like one thing after the next and then you get where you need to be and then it's something else and then it's something else. Like you never get where you need to be. And if you are having it long, like, oh, it's a good 
luck or whatever, then you're thinking, oh, shit, how long is this going to last? Like, when is the rug going to be pulled out, so, you know? And then you're worried about that on a whole other level. So, um, yeah, you're not, don't be a foreigner on your own road, Jay. Make it your own and um, find that way that you'll turn the corner because that, you will, and I hope that you do. Good poem. Thanks, Boo. Hey, Boo, I'm going to have you read the next poem for us. And I don't think okay. I've ever heard you read. I don't think I've ever heard you read this uh, person out loud, oh. so I'm kind of excited. So here's oh, a little okay. here's a little uh, diabolical beard for you. <laughs> okay. Uh oh. Uh, okay, beard. Yeah. Oh shoot, my screen is flipping around. There we go. Okay. In the night, you withdrew. In the city lights, your appearance is idolized till it fades away. You collapse to the pressure you wouldn't recognize in the night. You withdrew, repulsed. Too much attention is toxic under the spotlight engulf. I hope it's not too late. Insecure it explode like a volcano on this roller coaster with no pulse. I go numb with no melting stairs. Bottles, I need more. The facade dies like a battery under the flashlight. I'm not here. And poem. Wow, this is this is this is a, such a cool poem. This is how many people feel in society these days, in life these days. And I think that uh this is such a cool metaphor for everything that's going on. Once again, we talk about uh, the COVID and we talk about uh, what's happening and, and people getting kind of stuck in their lives. They can't go out. They can't, you know, the, everybody's wearing a mask. No one knows what each other looks like anymore. Uh, we can't see smiles. We can't see facial expressions. We just see eyes and and this mask that's covering everybody else, there's, there's, like uh, someone said, there's no social and social distancing. And I think that this kind of shows the isolationism of society itself and how everything's turning to that. I, I like this. Um, Rob, what do you think about this one? Yeah, also like, um, the same thing I was saying about Rack, that only the last, couple of weeks have I really started to read um, Diabolic Kabir's work and um, I, I like the style, the sort of um, transgressive realism style, which I'm quite fond of, um, highly effective and yeah, a, a very cool modern style. Um, I, I also see them on the opposite side of, um, as you say, you know, all, the, all this isolation and, you know, um, distancing and all that, um, where you mentioned the, the too much attention. Was saying, I was saying about the whole thing with the, with the Elvis um, poem by Bado, that, you know, that that's, he has that duality that, you know, the things to consider that you need, you need a balance, um, which is always, always important. And I think it goes into what I was saying. Um, maybe I'm completely off the mark, but um, where you start off with the too much attention is toxic, and then at the end, with the you get the um, sense of anxiety with uh, melting stairs and 
um, needing bottles anymore to maybe uh, also what I was saying, you know, to cope with these sorts of um, pressures yeah. of being in in all that. Um, and and it is exactly that. It becomes a facade because you're playing a character, but it becomes so much that you've completely um, you've detached from your reality and you just, you know, you're almost like two different people, but you don't even know which is which anymore. Um, so it's exactly that, you know, you don't know when, which plug is going to be plugged in and you don't know which side of the battery is going to be operated. And yeah, I guess the whole flashlight thing, I mean, yeah, it's very real to me, all that. So yeah, awesome poem. Diabolical beard. I see you read a lot think? more this guy's work. Boo, you read yeah. it. What do you think? Yeah, I agree with what Rob said too about like the bottles and, and maybe like numbing yourself. But like to me, this says even when you're under all the spotlights, all the flashlights, all of that, you still feel you can't be seen. You still feel invisible. And that's how he feels insecure, explode like a volcano on the roller coaster with no pole. So he's already like not being felt and then numb stares and he, maybe he's getting by or getting through coping with alcohol or with whatever he's drinking in the bottle. And because you're right, we're all hiding behind the mask. All we see is eyes. Nobody knows anybody. Nobody can see her expression. It's all just become sort of mundane and robotic. And, uh, Sounds to me like he's over it and he wants to be seen again, don't we all? So, fuck COVID, I say. And uh, great poem, Beard. And G, what do you think? Uh, Justin has been, you know, recently what I've been reading of him is uh, dark and somber and, you know, a lot of depression and, uh, you know, so it's so nice that we can write out and vent out our uh, feelings. And um, his uh, poems just touch my heart. You know, every time I read, I want to reach out to him, you know, uh, give him a hug and, you know, tell him that, hey, it's all going to be fine. I, I mean, even yeah. this poem, like, you know, it speaks of societal pressures, loneliness. You know, you're there in the crowd, but you are still alone. You know, so many masks. Mm-hmm. So much of pretense, you know, hypocrites uh, all around us, and the line is so perfect. I, I go numb with the melting stairs, and it just sums up his entire poem. You know, you you want somebody to look beyond your mask, and mm-hmm. uh, I think we all wait for that beautiful poem. Mm-hmm. Great comment. I agree with all that. Oh. Awesome. All right. Let's see what I'm going to do from here. All right. I'm going to get a read a little Titus today. Uh, he um, he does a poem for us with no SoundCloud, so I'm kind of uh, excited. This is called Love Remains Many a Splendored Thing. And it goes like this. How love remains many a splendid thing. Books of mine, where words succumb to glory. The turn of page beckons to sigh and sing. A true romantic tale, a love story. It occurs when you are left there hanging. Platonic gestures roam, 
this learning curve. Music notes per stave, two hearts are clinging. Each are both fulfilled their needs to serve. Syllables are uttered to create bliss. Love's existence will let us privately assume godly status, love being this, how songs of love do read best quietly. Devotion of love as one endless pleasure to confine it love's art one must treasure. End poem. This is, absolutely, this is absolutely wonderful. I, I love when someone can put together a sonnet like this. Um, the, the style, the, the feel, the flow. If you, get, if you get that flow right, if you get that rhythm right, it just works so well. I, I, I love this. And uh, I love how this, um, this works and the way that this goes. Um, and, and, and always his love for his wife really shines through. Amazing, amazing piece. Uh, Gee, what do you think about this one? Uh, G, are you there? She must have stepped away again. Um, Boo, go ahead, comment. I think she said she's cooking. That's why she's okay. uh, back back and forth. Um, well, yeah, there's no questioning uh, how much he loves his wife and how much he loves love because he's always writing about it and a lot of guys feel uncomfortable writing about love or writing about it too much, but uh, he doesn't, and he does a good job with that. And I think this was pretty straightforward, too, because sometimes I don't have to read this a couple of times. But uh, I like the name. I, I think that's a song or a movie. Or, oh, look at the picture of him and his wife. That's so cute on the top, too. I just I love when somebody loves somebody this much. They're not embarrassed to say it. They're not shy about it. They're just you know, and syllables are uttered to create bliss. Love's existence uh, will let let us privately assume godly status. Whoa, that's really beautiful. That's love. I like the pictures too. Really, really good. I'm sure she loves this. Oh, that's cool. Um, Hi, Andrea. Rob, I'm sorry, I'm yes, up. we can hear you now. We can hear you now. Were you, okay. were, were you able were you able to hear that poem? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did yeah. hear the poem, but I just couldn't connect, you know, sorry. Um it's it's so beautiful the way he has I mean, you know, the image of the photograph, the picture of uh, I think it's him and his wife and the way yeah. he has, you know, written about love, it's like uh, worshipping her. You know, when I read such love poems, I want to fall in love all over again, you know. And uh, mm-hmm. it it just makes you feel that, uh, okay, there can be someone who can love you the way you want to be loved. You know, there can be someone who can worship you like a goddess. Mm-hmm. And, you know, every yes. line, the turn of page beckons to sigh and sing a true romantic tale, a love story. 
confine at love's arch, one must treasure. It is true. I mean, how can you live without not loving? I I don't uh, understand. And mm. yeah, uh, it he's sent a beautiful sonnet over there. It's amazing, and he does write exquisite, amazing poetry. Love. Yeah. Awesome comment. Um, Boo, if you want to say, and then, did you say, yeah, Rob, what did you think? Yeah, I agree with, um, yeah, most of what's been said already. Um, really like classical sorts of style and um, which, which I think, you know, it's, I think it's important and I think it has a place um, today that you keep some of those things and that, I mean, you know, especially if you, go, if you go study things like English and then after that you never want to do another sonnet because you've done about 400, you know, in a year. So um, I think it's important to keep these things alive and um, they do have relevance and they are, you know, still a, a form that uh, that should be used and should be appreciated. I mean, especially on this platform, you just see everyone um, making contests and they say sort of no rhyme or no this or no that, which I don't get. Yeah, I hate but, that. You know, each to their own. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that you know, mix it up, do do what you're comfortable with, and this is obviously one of the things um, that he's exceptionally good at. I'm writing mm-hmm. these love sort of classical pieces, and mm-hmm. you know, he does a great job at that. He makes um, what is theirs, and between the two of them, something that's divine. And immortal, mm-hmm. we all are a part of this being consumers and being involved in the story as spectators. Um, so Isn't the picture cute? Yeah. The picture's so cute. The black and white one on the top. I like it. <laughs> it was all like, yeah. okay. Hey, it was like, how you girl, female girls, that's how we are. Mind you, what? No, I just said I have no idea how he gets so many things always in his poems. He's got like, you know, like I mean, all the he always has pictures, and then he's got like the videos, and I need to yeah. figure that out. But, <laughs> I'll tell I'll show you later. Yeah, it's, it's the whole it's the whole um <laughs> it's the whole performance thing for him. And I mean, like you said in the beginning, Jay, that you know, it's, usually you get to hear it with the whole sound and everything. I was almost going to look for like a YouTube sort of background music and try and play it with you, so. To create mm-hmm. the feeling. But yeah, it was a great read. Great, great life. I'll show you later. Rick, how you is, Rick, is, Rick is out on the board. Say hello to Rick. I know Imad was out on the board earlier, so say hello to him. And what we're going to do next is we're going to put a little uh, audio up there. Hold on. Come on. Face that. There we go. I don't. I haven't heard from her, so I don't know if she's going to show up or not. So I'm going to put on Sal next, and I have her SoundCloud queued up and ready to go. Sal, we miss you. I love bones. My eyes have never seen. Mes yeux n'ont jamais vu. My eyes have never seen such a beautiful hour, such prettiness. Where the sky dances there with purple hues and ruby red, penetrating my heart with dazzling joy. Outspurts, fell asleep 
the immense and the soft sand joins the dewy pouring, offering to the light breeze finest shells. My mind wonder, is it a marriage who get confused with the reflection of a new dawn? Oh, beautiful nature, love you, you know. I feel you, I taste you, you move me. Mes yeux n'ont jamais vu une heure aussi belle, une telle joliesse. Le ciel y danse avec ses teintes en pourpres et rougeâtres vermeilles. Et trompe mon cœur avec une joie éclatante sur la mer immense. Des sables mous rejoint coulés de rosée, offrant à la brise légère. C'est plus belle, coquille, et mon esprit vagabond se demande à ce mirage qui a été confus à l'image des reflets d'une nouvelle aube. End of poem. What a wonderful, wonderful tribute to nature itself. That picture right there was a, from a contest of uh, from Swan Song. Uh, it is a beautiful sunset with a with a kind of a purple cloudiness over it uh, on the ocean where the beach has been turned to almost um, kind of a blazing orange. And I think that, that this picture itself is just gorgeous. And Salwa grabs it in such an amazing way. Her, her ability to um, kind of blend herself with Nature is just phenomenal, and I think she did such a wonderful job with that. Um, Gee, what do you think of this one? Salva is amazing, you know. The way she uh, tries to portray every feeling, she just does it so beautifully, so naturally, and uh, again, it speaks a lot about her heart. You know, even this poem. I agree. agree 100%. Rob, what do you think? Yeah, I just think, um, I think, Jay, the way that you, the structure of the show, I don't think it, you ever get um, any recognition for that, but the way that you've um, uh, set about ordering the the poems for today's show and, and often, um, I think it works so well. Um, and it's, yeah. Again, it's the same sort of thing, you know, it's like um, a continuation of that um, romanticism and, you know, the sort of um, their um, their beliefs and their emphasis on, um, you know, their distrust of humans and human nature and during the Age of Enlightenment and, you know, putting more of an emphasis on us being a part of, I mean, which we move back into, and that's again, it's, that's the power of it. So if things timeless, then it's highly, you know, it's, it's the highest um, achievement of a piece of art to be timeless, that it still stands and it's still relevant. Where so we see what's happening in today's world, and you think, you know, um, all these uh, technocrats and um, what they're getting involved in, and then you see, you know, the way that they treat. Um, nature or just the planets in general to say that we're above us and not actually a part of us um, 
a bit off topic, but yeah, exactly what everyone else also said, just the way that it's like these, um, I see she even used the, the word outbursts, and it ties into what you were saying, Jay, about, um, you know, it's these, I, I think um, uh, Wordsworth had the quotes about writing poetry, and it's like, it should be an outburst of emotion, which later you sort of mold into something that could be art, um, paraphrasing, but along those lines, and um, with the language that she's using, even that word in particular, and then what she does every time. Um, and also, I mean, again, like we said often, but I've, I mean, I've tried it and I've done it and um, it's, you know, it's, it's not easy. Even if, if you start in one language and you, you have, you're writing essentially a whole new poem, it's not as easy as just translating something because um, especially the Latin languages, um, well, African languages as well, I'm sure Arabic as well, but to, to write some, um, her poems and to to have them um, well in this case bilingual but sometimes multilingual is just yeah, someone else to translate for me but yeah I mean as everyone said it's just a reflection of Salwa and her nature which yeah I've always loved and admired Yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. Boo, did you did you comment? No. no, no, Boo. I'm going to copy and paste Rob's comment. No I'm kidding, because <laughs> I agree. I feel the same way. I don't know. If she, I doubt she took that picture, but I know she takes a lot of the photography. And it's beautiful. She loves no, no, she did not take that. That picture was for a contest. Okay, I'm going to say wow. But uh, such a beautiful hour She's where the sky dances there with purple hues and ruby red, penetrating my heart with dazzling joy. I mean, that's just beautiful opener. And, you know, everyone says she's a dreamer and everything, but her heart's so big, her quill so talented, and, uh, you know, just get her vibe, her essence of just beauty. And I agree also with Rob, and shoot, in one language is, but in multiple languages, is amazing. And she always says it's a gift, and it is. It's a gift she uses wisely and beautifully and um, much respect and love. So a great poem. All right. Since he's out on the board and since we, um, since I have his SoundCloud pretty close to where I'm at, let me go ahead and uh, play this little uh, ditty from Rick that we had uh the other day. Father. So, here we go. Broken Teeth, written and read by Rick Howe. Not lost, but amalgamated in a camouflage of smog over aging concrete. Some with seashells embedded, some with stones that can be prized out, a nice weight in the palm, you can get a good throw, put out the last windows that smear leer down in greasy flaring. An urban legend you're seeing, 
of something that stands a chance of being one. Once you've took an unfocused picture, trotted it out on social media, OMG'd it, pinned it there with emojis like lifeless butterflies in a closed museum's forgotten vaults. It's the spirit of this town to a fault, a reverence, bony, a cloak of dripping needles hanging point down, mirrorless in all aspects, groomed in neglect, weeping like a wasteland fox, skin the pallor of a wet cardboard box, veins standing out in potholed arteries. It bears the odor of industry, its face is peeling whitewash, its eyes cold in rusted cold scuttles. Its limbs broken under permanent repair. Its hair, long dry grass, woven between shuttered shops and condemned houses. Its crown inlaid with glass offices and echoing hotels. Its throne room mere degrees north of hell. I am. The last windows are smashed their noise a fanfare their noise a stain it writhes in great ceremonial chains like a once proud bear goaded snared cold gutted smelted shaped plint placed below graffiti in a darkened square buried under high spoil mounds ploughed up brought down devoured by the auto cannibalism of this old new town. Holy shit. Yeah, this wow. is absolutely brilliant. I know we listened to this on uh, Sunday, uh, but I, this this uh, fits to the, like like I said, the, the desecration of society, the what's going on with our history and losing our history, what's going on with uh, the different aspects of life itself and the um i i always fall back to the first law of thermodynamics where everything degrades and this just Mm -hmm. shows a, a degradation of society itself and a degradation of what we've had in the past and what we continue to lose more and more as we keep on uh, quote unquote, becoming a civilized world, an industrial world, and everything like that. I know that Rob loves this. Uh, yeah. I just have this. I have this. <laughs> I have this feeling. Rob, let uh, us know what you think of this. Uh oh. Yeah, I have to take my jacket off. I got goosebumps. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I think the first time I heard heard him read something, but it, it reminded me a bit of a. Uh, John Cooper Clark, just the energy and the sort of flow to it, which is, I mean, one of my favorites and just a complete performer. Um, and again, like, I mean, just the sequence of um, poems, I guess, uh, that you that you um, arrange and that you lay out for us is just, it, it works so well and it adds to each one, it builds, you know, it's, uh, it's almost like a a director in a sense, you know, the way that the scenes all come together and it's exactly what we were saying previously. And that's part of why it's just almost like, you know, it kind of raises the um, arm hairs. Um, and exactly, I mean, it's, uh, it's, you know, it's exactly what, what we've been saying about, you know, the um, taking, taking what's natural and good and that's worked for, depending on what you believe, 
by either thousands of years or for millions of years. And, you know, it's I mean, sure, you know, there's the, the, the opposite sides have as well to say that, you know, well, certain conditions ha haven't ever been as good, um, medical advancements and all that. But um, in, in many, in many um, scenarios, in the name of uh, progress, you know, the, the things that they do and, and, you know, just, I mean, this, the same thing with the whole, um, what's that, the third stanza. It's like uh, where, where I'm staying at the moment. It's it's well near to the near to the beach, um, like I was saying, the the harbour town, and you know you see all these people. Like you know, I go out for a walk sometimes, and everyone's just be taking photos. And I'm just thinking, you know, well, I've tried that. You know, it's not that I'm above it or that I'm you know too good for that, but I've tried it. I know the photo is going to be horrendous. It's going to be shit. It's going to be you know just completely. Yeah, and you're going to be disappointed. You're going to be like, oh, man, I just wanted to share this. And, and that's the sort of thing for, for gratification, you know, that you want that attention, that you want to be you know, put it somewhere on Instagram or Facebook or, you know, whatever you do with it. But it's like that you feel the need to share these things because it's like, you know, um, look, look at how good I look at how good a time I'm having. Um, whereas you know the juxtaposition to that is you're completely removing yourself from having a good time and you're just having a worse time because you're not living in the moment um and all these other things i mean you go to some like uh industrial areas and you see like you know you see behind the back and you see it's like well everything comes out neatly packaged like 60 boxes for like one little button which is also a whole nother story um i was saying yesterday about microsoft saying they're going to reverse all the things that they've done. It's like, well, you know, that's fair play. But I mean, that's just saying that those are the things that you've already done. You know, you should be aiming to be better than that. It's not just to, um, you know, all the um, disasters and things that you've called um, on an ecological level. That Look, we aim by 2030 to undo that. And everyone's been like, oh, Microsoft's giving them pats on the back. It's like, it's not really good enough. It's that started in the 70s and you know, I just think that we need to um, hold our corporations to more of uh, a standard and you know not not be the pawns in the game and to do something about this and you know these are one of the ways that you do it you just you call it out you know as he's done very very well um, yeah I mean there you got it. I could go you know I could go on forever so yeah and Boo, what do you think? And I'm going to copy and paste Rob's statement. No, um, the read, holy shit. I mean, every time he reads something, he makes you listen whether you want to listen or not. I think he's one of the best readers on here um, by far, and an amazing poet, too. Um, yeah, I, I agree. Like, you don't look. Like everything we're trying to do, make it better, make it better. Everybody wants to make it bigger, or better, or faster, or more, whatever. But what's wrong with what we have, and what's wrong with working on what we already have, and always trying to up one up the other and, and do better, and, and in turn ruining, costing money, ruining the environment, and then just confusing people and everything else that goes with that. But I think um, it's very thought provoking and thoughtful, and the read, unforgettable. I mean, he makes you listen, and that's. Not easy to do. Great job, Rick. As always. 
Yeah, I, I think you're, you're right. We have so much in in society that is just falling to pieces and broken down. Uh, you mm-hmm. take a look in places like California and New York State and everything like that, go out to Detroit, you got all of these old abandoned buildings everywhere. And mm-hmm. what do they turn into? They turn into... Uh, camps for uh, for squatters, camps for homeless people, uh, for people who can't take care of themselves. So you put them out of work just so that they can live in Which the places that uh, close yeah. down. I know, mm-hmm. and uh, we're we're not. We we're, this is not. Pro- this is the farthest thing from progress there is, folks. And I yeah. think Rick grabs that well. All right. Mm-hmm. The next poem, I'm going to have uh, two more, two more, and then we're done. Two more, and then we're done. Rob, if I can have you read this next poem, it's a nice little short little brevity from from Joseph Moon, and then I will read the last poem, and then we're done. Okay. Yay. Back to him. Yeah, sure thing. I love to read for. Joseph Moon. Um, was that uh, the memory of happiness? Yes. All right, this is by Joseph Moon, The Memory of Happiness. The lovelorn sun's soul to meet, sit with heavy hearts and sad eyes. In the darkness, we see only black lies. The hopes and joys of jokes and days behind, buried in the graveyard of a grieving mind. At our scarred, frozen feast, a serpent hears the whispers of silent thoughts. Pain is a venom poisoning the insecure spots. Shade is a shadow where spirit is decomposed. The heart's path to love and freedom forever closed. Longing to touch love that dreams neath the dirt, the memory of happiness makes us hurt. End poem. Uh, that is so, so true. Um, with all the people that I've lost and over the last few years, um, just to know that when I think about some of them, when I think about them, it, there is a pain that comes there. You know, you you always have a love for them, but the love for them is what does bring the hurt. You know, you can smile, but you know that that happiness that you once had is gone, is slipped away. And you know that there is something missing in your life. You know that there's something that has gone away, whether it be accidents, whether it be uh, de- uh, a- old age, what, no matter what it is. And it a disease, like in my brother's case, the cancer that took him at a very young age. Um, there's just some things that you can't explain or or have it, but we all can relate to it because we all have that loss. Um, Boo, what did you think about this? 
both of you men today on the show, amazing readers. Every poem you guys have read has been amazing. Um, so props for that. Uh, perfect readers. Great read, Rob. And, yeah, I mean, the memory of happiness, just the title, has it all, you know, we all love, we all do we all have to go through it. Um, it's not easy. Never gets easy. And sometimes go, but that's not easy too. People say that, but it's not easy to let go of something that you once loved or cared about. Um, I think this is a beautiful poem, and I don't know. Maybe he's talking about his love, or doesn't matter because loss is universal. And I think that he captured it all here. It's very moving. Jersey Moon. Great reads by both of you. And Rob, what do you think? Yeah, that was, I mean, well, one thing, the, well, second stanza, but the the fourth verse, um, I mean, that's some of the best, um, some of the best uh, things that I've read on yeah on on this site it's it's really really good writing it's quite um really moved by that um and yeah to go to go into it you know more the um the theme and the essence of the poem um just something that it, it just reminds me of something that um i wrote um a while ago and not to make about you know me or anything but where it starts off with um you know the good and the good and it, and it ends badly and you know quite a few of the comments were saying that it should have been the other way around to have like a happy ending but you know it's essentially that if you if you want to have any joy if you want to have any chance at experiencing the good the good things and the the things that make us um you know reach the heights that we are able to as human beings you know the the love the you know, having having a child, having whatever it is, um, all those joys to stand any chance of having any of it at all. You know, you have to be, you have to face the reality that that is what the risk is. And I think, you know, to you know, use the old adage, um, just you know, it's better to have you know loved and. Um, lost i think i mean it's my opinion obviously it's very um it's a very individualistic thing and i can't speak for everyone because i don't know their levels of hers um but that's exactly what it is you know it's that you know if you have a life without any of it at all it probably won't hurt as bad but i think it's part of the humanity um and again i mean like the pain is venom poisoning the insecure spots and yeah i love that um Danza. Um yeah, great right, Joseph. And uh here we go. The last poem. It's um first of all I wanna say uh we got some shows coming up Saturday. It's uh Gary and Raz, straight out of money, so don't miss that. Um, we have, um, what's that, boo? We need the topic up. 
Yeah, it it'll be up tonight. Okay, and also we want to um, put up that on the twenty is it the twenty first? You and Rob have a show, right? Yep, the twenty first. Uh, don't want to miss that. We've got on. Uh, hold on, Open I'm going to go over the whole damn show. Uh, oh wait, of course I. Wrong one. There we go. We have um, Linda on the 22nd, um, Rack on the 29th, uh, Rose and Raz on the 28th. Uh, tentatively, I'm going to set up a Memorial Day show on the 31st, if that's okay with you, boo. Uh, I'd like to do a little something for the troops. We haven't done that for a while. And uh, I think that's what we got going on right now. Uh, Anything you want to put on here, boo? No, of course you can have a show for the troops, Jay. You don't have to ask. Yeah. Okay. And uh, lastly, but not leastly, I wanted to leave us on a little smiling uh, thing before we head out. I want to thank uh, Gary, Raz, Rob, uh, Laughing Soul, and Blue all for calling, Jazz, Gemont, Rick, and Lost Soul out on the board. Um, great to see everybody. And let's finish it up with a – and Boo, thank you for everything you do. We can't do this without you. Uh, and here we go. A little Lawrence 67 to finish us out. <laughs> this, this is called Illiterate. The adventures of Nigel the Fat Cat and his homie Alfie in Illiterate. Nigel. Hey, Alfie, you look like shit. You have a rough one last night? Alfie. Yeah, I had the graveyard shift in. I got stuck with a whole bunch of ferocious, atrocious cockroaches, and they just kept me up all night long, Nigel. You know, I would help you, Alfie, but I got this bad hip, you know. I heard it in those catnip riots on the east side. You remember? Why don't you get that dumb dog to take the graveyard shift, Alfie? No. Last time I got Calambrino to spell me on the night shift. He ransacked the entire house chasing that rat. Remember? Nigel. Oh, yeah. I remember now. Alfie, you know that Calambrino is illiterate, right? Alfie. What? No. You've got to be joking. Say it ain't so, Nigel. Hey, Nigel. Nigel. Huh? What's up, Alfie? Alfie. What's illiterate? Nigel. Forget it. I'm Nigel the fat cat, and I ain't no rat. Number two adventure. Nigel. Lick, lip, slurp. Alfie. Hey, Nigel, what you doing? Nigel. Hey, Alfie. <laughs> look, I can lick my balls. Alfie. Why? <laughs> Nigel. I don't know. I saw that old alley cat doing it the other day, and I wanted to see what it was all about. 
It's kind of fun. You should try it, <laughs> Elsie. Well, okay, if you say so, lick, lick, slurp. Nigel, Alfie, not me. Do it yourself, Alfie. Oh, my bad. <laughs> lick, lick, slurp. The end. Good night, everybody. Oh <laughs> Wait, Jay, can you check your messages, please? <laughs> yeah, sure. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. That is freaking hilarious. I I am just absolutely uh, <laughs> I'm speechless. It's too funny. And it's a great way to end here. And uh, no. cats will be cats. Cats will be cats. Hey, Rob, what do you think of that one? <laughs> yeah, yeah more, Rob, what do you think of that one? I read um, Lawrence's work. It's like, you know, it kind of, you kind of want to befriend him. You want to be his mates because it just seems like the most wild um, wild guy out there. Um, some of the stuff that he's writing all the time, I mean, so so different, so unique, so, you know, just completely creatively different. And, yeah, I mean, this whole piece is just so clever, so fun, you know, it's, if you, you know, and it should be that way, you know, it shouldn't be, you know, everyone's so serious that their heads are up their own asses, you know, it should be, <laughs> you know, should be licking someone else's mm-hmm. balls instead. And a great one to also when end. Out, lick somebody else's balls, balls. Yeah. there you go. <laughs> oh. Yeah, and he just sits at home and just like comes up with this stuff. It's just so funny. And it, and it, I agree. Like, you can't take it yourself so seriously. I'm really so seriously. I know it's poetry, but you got to have fun and laugh too, you know? And that's just, you know, why not? So, and Rob, um, on the way out, I'm gonna, we're going to play something that I wanted you to hear. So make sure you don't hang up. Is G still here, Jay? Yeah, he's still here. So no, G is not okay. here, but she is listening. Okay. So okay. Uh, here's okay. a little Maybe something. Maybe when I want you to play, Jay, the boss says so. Yes, <laughs> boss has requested this one, so I want let's Rob throw to do this, this one. Here. And okay. here we go. Cobble Pot by GCA. <laughs> cobble Pot, Cobble Pot, stir the pot. Oh, Cobblepot, that's my name, Oswald Chesterfield Cobblepot. And you see, I'm not like everyone else. Oh, no. I'm much better, more advanced. But people couldn't see that when I was growing up. You see, I look different. Born into the illustrious Cobblepot family. All the money a kid could want. But nothing ever works out. I was born with birth defects. At least that's what they called them. But in my opinion, they were upgrades. <laughs> my father died when I was young. Caught in a heavy rain. Pneumonia three days later. Mother never let me go out without an umbrella. All oh, those kids with their ugly words. Calling me a freak. A monster. A penguin. Little did they know their words were turning me into this. Soon mother started in. Insults, 
day after day until I couldn't take it. I ran and ran, and soon I found myself in the underbelly of Gotham. My new friends, discarded by the Gotham Zoo in some botched trade, they became my healing, my refuge. They never teased me, but they gave me courage. <laughs> courage to learn. Courage to be smarter. <laughs> All those years... Those wicked words those kids said. Little did they know they were speaking something to life. They created me. They created the penguin. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> oh, shit. Rob, what do you think? Yeah, it's just insane, crazy, but I think that's what you're going for. So, I mean, you know, definitely it, it gets that, gets that done. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't really know the, the story. I've never read the um, comic before. So I don't know if it's the real story or if it's imagined, but regardless, I mean, it's a complete, it's a complete thing, you know, it's uh, well, performance, work of art, however you would like to look at it, but you know, well, one, the story, and then the embodiment of the character. I mean, yeah, just, yeah, really, again, also very different, very cool. Um, having all kind these creepy, different... creepy, right? It's kind of creepy, like, creepy yet entertaining. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. I, that I, I appreciate it. Is that a real story? Is that... It's uh, based off the of DC Comics. Uh, it's uh, it's one of the villains for Batman. All right. Yeah. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's a tragic. It's a real well, tragic you story. Should, you should make um. Yeah, you should do like a whole series, maybe. If you, I don't know if you already have, but. Oh, he's got the Joker, and he's got oh my god, he's got a bunch that are really really good. We, I don't know if you have time to play the Joker, Jay. Do you? I got Joker, I got Two Face, I've got um, yeah, Penguin. Can you do the Joker? I uh, really, boo. I need to, I need to get ready for work. Okay, never mind. Next time. Next time. Yeah. Okay. So, so I'm do, I'm gonna play a li- you playing a little bit of Billy Joel if that's okay. Okay. You want? Okay, All I'll get right. the Joker next and, time. And yeah. uh, and this, this is how we're. Yep, we're going to end it with a little uh, Boo playing some Billy Joel. Thanks, everybody. That's the wrong song. <laughs> I was going to uh, say, that's the wrong You know what? He he does a song with that, too. So, uh, what the heck? You know, you want Bruno Mars? We'll put some Bruno Mars in there. And uh, here you go. Here's a little boo doing some of her uh, sugar daddy. <laughs> Thank you.
And with that, you have been listening to Our House on Lakota Minister Radio. I want to thank everybody who listened in, everybody who called in, and everybody who's part of our community throughout the world. This is JCA signing off. Have yourself a wonderful day, wonderful night, wonderful morning, wherever you are in the world.